Good morning and winter day. Welcome to my TBJ moment. This is a program that delves into the life of Prophet TB Joshua and the lives he had impacted from across the world. My name is Mecha Isaac Moses. And I'm Vambai, and it's a pleasure for us to get into another session today where we will hear from another wonderful personality as they tell us never heard before stories. They let us into private conversations and personal experiences that allow us to celebrate the life of Prophet T.B. Joshua. But before we do that, as always, we're going to get into the word and hear what Prophet T.B. Joshua has to say about today's topic. This message is titled, Knowledge is not the key, obedience is. Yes. Where can we go from these challenges? I can hear you. <laughs> it's, it's epidemic. I don't know where you can go from these challenges. Even if you go on that ground, the challenge is there. If you decided to go inside the sea, you'll find challenges there. Air, oh my God, you see clouds cover you. Everywhere is challenges. You choose to go inside the bush. You see challenges there. I want to say it is the season, the season of challenges, and uh, how this challenge relates to our Christian life. Your challenge could be this, could be that, could be that. You know the kind of challenge you have. There is no one without challenges. Yes. I mean, there is no one without limitation, okay? So everyone, 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 just everyone, it is impossible to live without challenges. Tell your neighbor. I can hear you. It is impossible to live without challenges. Where can you go from this? So how does this your challenges relate to your Christian life. Does it mean you're not a Christian, or what does this mean? Having challenges, the type of challenges you have is not the type of challenges I have. The area you have challenges is not the area I have mine. When we talk of challenges, knowledge is not the key, obedience is. Knowledge is not the key, because you apply knowledge, that cannot work. Knowledge is not the key, but obedience is. Challenge determine where you are spiritually. This is why knowledge is not the key, obedience is. What do I mean? Challenges reveal the true condition of man's heart. When you see someone who is very quiet, gentle, I, I, I this remind me one, one of my evangelists, when he first came to join us, people say, this man is very quiet. Indeed, very quiet, smile. People say, oh, this is nice. Everybody want to rally around him. I said, wow. No, no, it's too early. Let's post challenges and see whether he will remain the same. OK. Go and accuse him wrongly. Just any accusation. 
Come on, come on, come on, come on. You stole my money. You stole my money. You mean I stole your money? What are you saying? I say, you stole my money. I saw you. I'm going to report you to man of God. Two of them rushed to my office. And I know what they are talking about because we started it. I said, okay, okay, let you people to come. The gentleman was just coming. Immediately, the face changed. A gentleman that said, it's too gentle, very nice, change, becoming wise. And said to me, I swear in the name of Jesus. I said, no, don't swear. Don't use the name of Jesus to swear. But they say, you are very quiet, you are very nice. I know, no, I'm nice, but I, I can't just allow somebody to lie against me. This is stupid. You lady, you are an idiot. I said, can you see someone you say is very quiet and gentle? I said to them, I said, look, there's nothing like you stolen money. Everyone say you are very quiet and gentle and you are the Messiah. And I said to them, they should post challenge to you and see whether you remain the Messiah. Can you see now that you are not gentle, you are pretending? Challenging determines where you are spiritually. Reveal the true condition of man's heart. Welcome back. You've heard the sermon from Prophet TV Joshua, and it's obvious that each time we did not obey God, something wrong happens. Mm. What do you think, Bimbai? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, obedience to God is such, can feel like such a trivial thing because sometimes we're asked to do things that we feel, how does this relate to my getting closer to God? Or how does this relate to my getting closer to God's blessings? Uh, and we end up overlooking some very simple, simple instructions. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'll tell a personal story. I remember there's a time that Prophet TB Joshua once said to me, oh, get ready, they're going to sack you from your job. And I said, no, everything is going great at exactly. work. And he said, we have to start preparing. We have to start preparing. And unfortunately, oh, of me, of little faith, I didn't start preparing. So when the day came, I was shocked. Came I came running back to Prophet TV Joshua. They fired me. And he said, <laughs> but I told you six months ago. Oh. So uh, just a moment of obedience to God right. could have changed the next few months of my life in Absolutely. a positive way. You see, so like you said, the key is not knowledge. Mm. Obedience is. And that's why I remember a place where um, in the Bible when King Saul did not obey God. I mean, he fell out of God's favor mm. simply because of disobedience. And that's where he said to obey is better than sacrifice than to hearken to the fat of rams. Mm -hmm. So each time in our lives, we must learn to hear that still small voice that actually instructs us from above. Mm -hmm. And if we learn to understand it when it comes, we will not go wrong. That's right. As we like to say here at Emmanuel TV, when God speaks, the wise listen. listen. That's right. Well, on that note, uh, today is exciting because we're going to be hearing from somebody who testifies to the fact that God truly used Prophet TB Joshua to send 
instructions. And uh, I, I hope you'll be able to tell us the outcome of when they, they followed those instructions mm -hmm. and what happened when those instructions weren't followed. You get to hear all that. God is <laughs> even influential in football. Don't go away. Welcome back to my TBJ moment. We have a guest who will be joining us via Zoom. He is a director with the Nigerian Football Federation. He is also the Chief Operating Officer of Nigerian Nationwide League. Ladies and gentlemen, viewers, please help me to welcome Olushola Ugunowo. Hello. Good morning and win today. Good morning. Good morning and win today. Great to have you here, I'm sir. Happy to be here. Kindly tell us, how did you meet um, Prophet TB Joshua? Yeah, I think uh, I will start before I met him physically. My children, who stays with my mother-in-law, called me on the phone one day and said, Daddy, have you seen Prophet TB Joshua? Have you watched Emmanuel TV? Did you see what this man is doing? And I was shocked. I told them, well, I've been following up on the TV and my children told me, Daddy, this is the church we should be going. This is the man of God that uh, we like. Wow. So I was so curious to get to know more because my children get to know more about prophets than I do. So I was so inquisitive to get to know more about Prophet TV Joshua. So I got online, read a lot of uh, stories about the prophet, got stuck to Emmanuel TV, started watching a lot of uh, things that happened. And uh, we keep praying in our family that uh, we will meet the prophet one day. So on this faithful day in my office, the coach of the football club, my people football club, the prophet is a lover of football. Right. He loves sports generally, but football used to be his number one sport. I just got a call from my office, in my office that we have uh, my people football club playing football and they want to be part of the Nigerian league. Wow. I was so happy. I said, this is what I've been praying for. Mm. So in no time, I told them, please, can I come to the church to see you people and talk to you? <laughs> so that would have been the greatest opportunity for me to be part of the church. Wow. So I flew from Abuja, flew into Lagos, met uh, people in charge of sports, and I was so happy to let them know that 100%, the Nigerian Football Federation, through the Nigerian National League, will be happy to have prophets to groom children, teach them the way of God through football. So that was how I got to meet prophets. Because everything about prophets is always a miracle that no one can understand. Before we know it, my people football club started producing players that represent the country. We can all remember San Emmanuel. These players came from nowhere, from the lowest league in the country, to represent Nigeria at the under 17 and under 20. Wow. And it was a milestone achievement because we were so happy that the prophets doing much on the pulpit had time to groom children that could represent Nigeria. There's a very good example for children all over the world to see what is going on with the church. It goes beyond prayer. It shows that uh, the prophet is actually 
doing much to encourage the talents that God has embedded in these young lads. And they're exhibiting it by playing for Nigeria. So we were so happy. And uh, in no time, prophets, being football lover, delve into the beach soccer as well. Oh, wow. Then he, he practically was supporting the beach soccer in Nigeria, outside Nigeria Football Federation. Hmm. He does everything they wanted. He took the team as his own personal team. The prophet has about uh, three or four of young lads in the church playing for Nigeria as well. In the beach soccer, I could remember one of the names, Okunjobi was one of the names. He represented the country at all levels. At the beach soccer World Cup, he was there for Nigeria as well. And it was a win-win situation for us because whenever these young lads are in the team, we always believe the grace of God is with us in the team. That's right. So we were always happy to have young lads from the church being part of our football team. It gives us a lot of joy and I hope that the prophet eye is on the team. We, we want a lot of glories through his advices as well. And uh, sometimes we go for an event, he will tell us that why didn't we see the face of God before we started going for this event? And at the end of the day, we will surely see that we have put the wrong foot forward. So <laughs> on several occasions, we tend to possibly speak with the prophet before we go out. I could recollect one of our events in Morocco then we were preparing to qualify for the Olympics with the Nigeria under 23 team. We were camped in Lagos. We, we sat to pray in the church. The coach was there with some of our officials. And the prophet said, whoa, it's good that you people came to seek the face of the Lord. But some people were ahead of you to see God before we came around. So we were shocked. And the prophet said, no, don't be dejected. It's part of what you should expect. And it goes to tell you that uh, you should always put God first before you prepare your team. So we went for the event, and everything that Prophet told us will happen actually happened. We were all shocked. We were surprised that how did this happen? Who came before us to see God? Thank God we went there. We, we did not win, but we came third in the event. But at the same time, it teaches us a lesson that uh, we should be putting the right foot forward which means we seek the face of the Lord before we take any action. Oh, wonderful. You know, it's so encouraging to hear that. Earlier, you made mention to uh, the prophet's involvement in grooming uh, some of the young footballers. And grooming means so many different things to different people. I'd love to know what his day-to-day uh, -day activities or his, his direct involvement was um, that inspired you and, and that encouraged the young footballers as they grew in their careers. Thank you very much. When the My People TV were in the league, we, we tend to see that the organization of the boys getting a qualified coach to put the boys together, ensuring that uh, these young lads in the church and around the church, some of them are even Muslim, not only Christian, not only church members. They are boys that are helpless and uh, they needed somebody to lift them up. And Prophet was right on hand to encourage them to play the game of football. And he ensured that they go for their daily training outside the regular job they do. They go for football training. And at the same time, they listen to 
advices from somebody like us. So sometimes the prophet will invite me to the church that I should come and talk to these boys. I should let them know what's needed to be done for them to be at the top of their career. And all this happened. And we saw some of these boys playing for Nigeria and playing at the World Cup. So it goes a long way aside the, the grooming that I mentioned. There are a lot of things that went under the ground that the prophet was actually on top of it. The boys were well taken care of. They go for their training on a regular basis. They attend to them medically. Because I, I remember on several occasions, whenever these boys are traveling for their football matches, the boys are always with their medical team. They're always with enough of provisions as regards uh, what is needed for them to win their games and what is needed for them to do the needful and this they always do and uh, most of these are what the prophets actually laid on that shola if i'm going to be fully involved in what i'm doing with these boys please i don't want anything that is going to dent the name of the church i don't want anything that will dent the name of myself or i don't want anything that's going to rub on the boys that we have fed the church that you sure know that the boys that are coming from my church playing the game of football are well disciplined and well cultured. But then, please talk to other people that they be playing with, not to corrupt my boys. And on several occasions, whenever these boys are going for matches, they are the first to call the opponent to come around and let us pray together. And we see that the prophet is actually using this game of football to preach the gospel as well. And uh, we were so happy that this happened on several occasions that uh, these boys would get to the pitch um, wherever for them to start the game of football, they will request that uh, let us pray before we start the game of football. And along the line, as the games were going on, you'll be hearing the supporters shouting TB Joshua, TB Joshua. And before you know it, these boys are always on top of their game and winning their matches. So it's, it's a very, 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 very encouraging situation, a very, very encouraging environment and movements around us whenever these boys are playing, representing Emmanuel uh, TV. All right, sir. Um, I know in the Nigerian Football Federation, you have other members of the, of the technical team. How did, how did they react to the involvement of Prophet TV Joshua in the affairs of the boys? <laughs> I want to believe the coaches are more involved in prophetic future than the boys because uh, the coaches always want to meet the prophets. They always want to hear from the prophets. Okay. They always want to hear what God has for the national team, that what God has for us going for this tournament or going for this particular football match. So it's, it's a win-win situation because prophet is somebody that you always want to hear from him because whatever he says, actually comes from God. So you always believe whatever prophet tells you, God is involved in whatever I'm doing. So it gives them a whole lot of opportunity to always want to talk to the prophet. So they're always at the forefront meeting the prophet whenever an event is coming up. Wow. Now, I'm quite curious. Uh, you know, earlier you made mention to having to come to see the prophet, to seek, to seek the face of God before going out on any assignment. And uh, we all know that as with sports, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Now, tell us about the role of Prophet TB Joshua as a counselor and as a mentor when it comes to times of having to deliver the bad news that this time around, things may not be in your favor. Did you learn any lessons in the process of uh, receiving the, you know, not so favorable news that this time things may not go in your favor? 
yes, we actually learned a lot. And uh, part of what we learned was that uh, we should always be with the Lord in whatever we do. We should always seek the face of God. And uh, at the same time, we, we learn a lot by accepting what God has in store for us. And I can give you this. The, the coach is still alive, and he, we testify to it. The prophet told us that uh, this time around, it is not going to be in our favor to win. And the coach was not uh, sad. He accepted it in good faith because the prophet told him that this is what God says, and uh, you have to take it the way God wants it. And uh, above all, before we left Nigeria, the prophet actually gave us some money the way he usually do. He must always make you happy before you leave him. So when we got to the event, the prophet still called us during the event and he was praying for us, giving us a lot of encouragement that we should tell the boys to do more, that uh, he's going to tell the coach that if you don't win now, you are going to get a bigger appointment in future. Um, it came to pass, and he actually went higher. He became the coach of the Super Eagles of Nigeria. So those are the things that we learn from Prophet. Whatever he tells us there, we take it in good faith because we know that he's speaking from above. Several years down the line, you have grown in faith and in your career as well. What would you say is the most profound encounter you had with the Prophet? The, the first time was... Uh, when the prophet invited me and my family to come and celebrate the Christmas and the New Year with him in the church. And uh, I was so happy because I told the prophet there that my children, my whole family member wants to meet him. So he invited us to the church for the Xmas and the New Year. We were there for about five to six days in the church. He hosted us. We were so happy. It has never happened to me and my family before. And uh, during the period, the prophet prayed for us. He prayed for me. He told me a lot of things, which is coming to pass year in, year out, which made me to stop glued to being a member of Synagogue Church of All Nations, and which made me to see Prophet T.B. Joshua as a God-sent man of God to the world. And uh, on, a, on a platter of gold, I, I tend to get whatever I desire without any struggle because uh, he told me then that this is what God has for you. So keep doing what you are doing. You're a good man. Keep doing what you are doing. God is always with you. The result will come and the result has always been coming. There was nothing so special than the word of encouragement that the prophet gave me. And uh, he actually told me that God is involved in whatever I'm doing. And I was so happy to hear that from him because you can never say never. You don't know where you have offended God. Even if you fail, you are upright in whatever you are doing, you wouldn't know what you will do that God will not be happy with you. So I was so happy that the prophet told me that keep doing what I'm doing, that God is involved in what I'm doing, and the result is surely come. And the result is coming. Even in my office where I'm working, the result is coming. And the testimony is just there all over the world, not only in Nigeria. Now, what would you say is Prophet TV Joshua's legacy in Nigerian football? Number one legacy is that he, he made us to believe in God and he made us in the Nigerian Football Federation to always seek the favor of seek the face of God before we encounter before we go for any encounter. And this has always worked well for us on several occasions. 
Because I could remember there was a time we brought the trophy we won in an event to the church for him to have a feel of it. All right. He, he, he actually told us that the trophy belongs to you. Go and bring the trophy home. And it's happened. We brought the trophy home to Nigeria. And it was brought to the church for celebration. And uh, the prophet was so happy about it. So part of the legacy he gave us was that we should always seek the face of God in whatever we are doing. And it has always been working for us in the Nigerian Football Federation. Well, I'm going to ask you a rather very technical question. Now, with the involvement of Prophet Tibi Joshua in the affairs of football, did his involvement make the technical team always or feel that they have to always choose members of the my people's football team in the national team while selection is going on? No. Ah. Prophet TV just had not do that. And uh, I will tell you, for those that will remember, in 2009, when the Nigeria hosted the under 17 World Cup, was it? Yes, under 20 World Cup. You could remember, Sunny Manuel was absolutely man of the match in every of our matches. Sunny Manuel was from my people TV. Right. Prophet will tell the coach, Sunny Manuel should not start the game with you. We will be shocked that, but this is your son in the church. Why will you not start the game with us? Right. The prophet said, no. The only period that the coach did not follow prophet instruction was when we lost the match at the finals. Oh. We lost the match at the finals because the the, the prophet told the coach, wait, Sunny Manuel has the grace on him on that date. Please leave him on the field of play. Immediately he removed Sunny Manuel from the pitch of play. They scored against Nigeria, and that was the end of the game. Holy Moses. Wow. The records are there. The coach is still alive to testify to this. We lost the game at the finals in Abuja. Oh dear. And Prophet TV Joshua used to say that he would watch the matches in the spirit before they were even played physically. And this gives testimony to that. I'm curious as to his, um, you know, how, how much you benefited on, on the technical side, as much as you're not um, on the ground as a coach, but I'm sure you would have some insight as to whether, how often the coaches were able to actually take strategic uh, advice of what should happen on the field uh, based off of, um, what God would have revealed to him. Yes, they do. I must tell you, whenever a prophet is sending you an errand, he's not leaving you, he's with you. I remember whenever we have a game, before the game starts, the prophet will speak with the coaches, we pray for the boys, we wish us well, that please, keep your mind at rest. From what I'm seeing, from what God has shown me, we are going to triumph. And it's usually come to pass. So most of the instructions that it gives us, we follow it. We don't deviate from it. Anytime we deviate from his instruction, we lose. It's, it's, it's like magic, but it's not magic. And like Prophet used to say that this event has already happened in heaven. So please go ahead. This is what God has shown me. And this is what will happen. And it will happen the way God says, the way Prophet has actually rightly said. Now, um, as we come to the end of our interview, uh, I know a lot of people would be watching and feeling like there's so much poverty in the world, there's sickness, there's disease, there's infirmity, there's so many things going on. Why is football important to God? And why would football be so important to the man of God? Now, I know you, 
you are immersed in the world of football. You understand how football has transformed lives. I'd love to hear from you the importance, why football is important, was important to the man of God, and why football is important to God. I must tell you, in the area of uh, entertainment in the world, football is number one. In sporting events in the world, football is number one. Football has the largest follower in the world. God has made football to be very strong, to be a very unifying factor of human race. Take, for instance, in Nigeria. If Nigeria is playing football, you discover that the crime rate will go down. Everybody will become everybody's brother. People that you don't even know sitting next to you in the stadium, you will be having a conversation as if you left the same house, coming to the pitch, coming to the field, or coming to the stadium to watch the game of football. That's so true. God has seen that football has become a unifying factor among his children. And the Prophet T.B. Joshua has seen this, and he actually worked well on this to ensure that those that God has given the talent of playing football are developed. And these young lads, they have helped their family, helped their community because they grew through football and they made their living through football. And through football, Nigeria has been able to put their name in the map of the world as well. And through football, Nigeria has been able to curb a lot of crimes, a lot of uh, poverty. So football is a very, very key factor among the young lads and the ladies as well, because it's for both men and women. So football is key, and uh, football has been a very, very strong tool to unite people all over the world. I remember I was in church one day that Nigeria and Ghana are playing, they're supposed to play final of an event. And the prophet made it clear to everybody that he knows that people are eager to go home and watch the game between Nigeria and Ghana. <laughs> but he's sorry to tell Nigeria that Ghana will carry the day. Everybody, <laughs> the whole church went quiet. <laughs> because the prophet did not say that because I'm in Nigeria, Nigeria will win. But he actually told us what God has told him that Ghana will win. And Ghana won the trophy. Right. So it, it, it's just like that. Because right. even while preaching in the church, prophet is always giving us that ambience that, okay, you want to go and watch the game of football? Okay, don't worry. Before you go, let me tell you how the goal will be scored. Okay, the goal will be scored through a header. And the goal was scored through a header. So which goes to tell you that he has seen everything that is happening before now. Absolutely. Because we played a match in Abuja. Prophet was telling everybody that it's going to be difficult for you to for Nigeria to score, but towards this period of time, the goal will come and it will come through a header. And the goal came in through a header. Wow. During the World Cup <laughs> in South Africa, the prophets warned the Zambians that come, this is what you should do to win. If you don't do it, you will lose. And they did not follow the instruction and they lost at the end of the day. So it's, it's not just that he talked to Nigerians about football. He told everybody all over the world what should happen to them. So we, we, we are happy to have met Prophet and we are happy to still be part of his legacy. And we are still happy to be part of the church. Right. Of, of so we, 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 some of us that are very, very close to Prophet, we always want to be part of him because where he's, he's not with us physically, but we know that his spirit is still with us. 
can instill direct so sometimes because uh, some of our staff in the office will tell me that, hey, sir, I saw prophet in, in my dream. I said, yes, it's because prophet is part of our office here. So it's always very fun to, to listen to such uh, statement from my member of staff in the office because they all know me that uh, before I do anything, I recognize that Prophet TV Joshua has been part of us in this office and is still part of us as even in the spirit. Wow. Well, finally, sir, uh, how would you describe Prophet TV Joshua? Uh, I think it would be wrong for me to call him a, a saint. I think uh, the only thing that we say is that uh, we, have, we have seen men of God come and gone, but this particular man of God is someone that is quite different from those that I know in the past, those that my family member know in the past. So I, I'm going to say that it's actually from the right side of God's position because uh, his legacy on planet Earth cannot be compared there was never a prophet or there was never a man of God that has done what Prophet Jesus has done to the world and not to Nigeria before. And uh, I may be wrong, but I'm telling you from what I know that there was no man of God that has done what Prophet Jesus has done. No man of God that has done it. No matter how you rate yourself, your word is there to judge. We, we recognize him and uh, we will continue to follow his legacy. And we continue to follow his way of life and what he has told us to do and which we will not defeat from. And on a lighter note, we all know that he was a man of great humor. Can you share one or two funny moments that you had with the prophet in your encounters? Uh, yes, I think uh, the, the funniest part was uh, when I was on a prayer line with my wife, the prophet uh, gave me a tap on the head and my chest and uh, a tap to my wife and told my wife, where are you going? Yet my wife was with me. The prophet said, where are you going? Don't go anywhere, this is your husband. So I was shocked, I, I never understood what prophet was saying. So it was when we left the prayer line, I was not, I was curious, I was asking the disciples, that what was prophet uh, saying that my wife is going, where is she going? Then my, the disciples were not telling me that well, prophet is speaking in parables that I won't understand what he's saying, but that what prophet actually meant was that my wife is my wife and that my wife should not think of leaving the marriage. So it was a very, very funny moment between me and my wife because I asked my wife, so you wanted to leave me before? She now said, ah, no, I wasn't leaving. I said, no, you won't know you are leaving until you have left. And thank God, my wife is still with me. And this is uh, eight years down the line that the prophet has spoken. We've never had any single issue. So but on several occasions that we watch uh, miracles on the church and uh, deliverance that is happening, and prophet, we ask the same question, that this is your husband, this is your wife. I look at my wife and smile. She still should look at me and smile. Yeah. So I want to thank God for that uh, because uh, you don't know what's going to happen next, except God actually opens your eyes to so many things. That is one of the special moments that I would never forget. And that was my first encounter with Prophet. Wow. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Lushala Gunawo. It's been really nice sharing your TVJ moments with us. Thank you. You're welcome.
All right, so we've just heard from Mr. Olushola Ogunowo, who is the director of the Nigerian Football Federation, as well as the chief operating officer of the Nigerian Nationwide League. What an incredible experience. What an incredible encounter with the man of God. We look forward to seeing more and hearing more, and we'll be back after this. Don't go away. Wow, welcome back to my TV Joe moment. That is quite exhilarating hearing from Mr. Shalagunowo. In football, it's, it's, it's hard to believe that a man of God tells you what would happen if certain instructions are not followed. Yes. And even the technical team are like, oh, come on. You know what? At the end of the day, it was a reminder that God is the master planner. He's the master architect. That, That's right. Uh, you know, the message we listened to earlier was about knowledge is not the key, obedience is. So imagine these coaches. You, we all know that Nigeria has some of the best coaches in the world. Absolutely. Uh, so imagine all these people with their experience, their expertise, their knowledge, all of that. At the end of the day, sometimes it ended up being useless if they didn't listen to the mind of God. That's it. I mean, I remember one particular incident he mentioned. I mean, not to remove a particular guy. And um, they didn't listen because the guy wasn't playing well, of course. Mm. Any coach would naturally want to replace a player who isn't performing very well. Exactly. But unfortunately, the instruction from above is that let him stay. He has the grace. Mm -hmm. And, and you know what, I think it also, it's symbolic of the fact that football is like life. That's right. Sometimes the people that we think aren't going to make it, uh, you know, top Prophet TB Joshua always says that they're still a friend of God. You know, a man may be sick today, but he may, he's still a friend of God. Absolutely. So we don't know what God has in store for people. Football is 90 minutes, if I'm, you'll correct me That's if right. I'm wrong. I'm You're not right. a big football right. fan. With but with, yes, so yes. it's 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you think about it, Anything can change in the last, even the last one minute of a football match. And it's just like life. Absolutely. It's not over until it's over. And God has a grace for us at our own appointed time, time. during our own football matches of life. That's it. So all, all we need to do is the grace to learn to listen to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, what a thrilling day it has been here on My TBJ Moments. We're so grateful that you tuned in and you joined us today. And of course, we will be back with plenty, plenty more exciting editions. But until then, see you next time on My, My TBJ, TBJ Moments. Moments.